0: Yeah, I don't know, man. You yeah, ever just feel like life is just catapulting oh, towards something
1: great already to This is Michael Mann, and Except I ride with amongst like yourself
0: who's going to talk <laughs> in, kind of. I mean, I, I feel like sharing the mic on the mic isn't exactly yeah, no. yeah, the best way to go here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,.
2: Oh. The mics, you can like, just hold it and I'll grab it if I have something funny.
0: Good, good. Okay, yeah.
3: the check's out with me. Yeah, just whoever wants to speak, just grab it. You know what I mean? Just let it <laughs> hand it off.
2: <laughs> Very feminist of you. That's me. That is <laughs> what I'm known for. You should get a, an Elaine May shirt.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Another one. <laughs> Rob, why aren't you wearing there your you. uniform? <laughs> you're a lame man. <major? laughs> Rob, talking to the mic, please.
3: Pro- probably a year ago, and I could have. Yeah. It, it been Who do you think influenced Hello? you to throw that
0: away? You? <laughs> <laughs> my, my old buddy. Dog? All right, Rob, just make sure you're talking to the mic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Rob got yelled at. I get yelled at every
1: fucking time I'm on this podcast. Eddie bullies me, and only these guys see it. It's bullshit. He bullied me on the break last time. That was hilarious. Oh, I told her about it. (laughs) I told her about it. I don't even remember. We're on on the break. Rob, please talk to the microphone. Sorry. We're on the break, and Eddie goes, so we're going to talk about on the break what... What we watched. So, Rob, what did you watch? Was it The Sopranos? <laughs> <laughs> it was just this like not <laughs> No, there was some stink to it. I don't know what your angle was, but there is stink to it.
2: Did he hit you? Do you want to talk about no.
1: it? No, <laughs> no, but I'm sure he wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> That's just who he is. Violent Eddie. That's just. <laughs> Show me
0: on the doll, Rob. Show me on the doll, <laughs> the doll where I hurt you. <laughs> Welcome to Extended Clip. It's episode 114. I'm one of your hosts, Eddie Averill. I'm Malcolm Baum.
3: I'm JT White.
0: And joining us this week... Wait a second, there's two of you. I don't know how to do this. There's more people than microphones, than headphones. It's going to be a loose one today. A party. Uh, We got two of our oldest best friends on the pod. What's up, Rob? What's up, Claire? Hello. Hello
2: hi <laughs> <laughs> obviously sh- pod ready you should have let me go in first because i I'm was going girl. to
1: i was going to <laughs> and you took a, a, a half second longer than i was like all right i, I gotta do it that was eddie like,
3: testing you guys seeing like who's gonna get it first <laughs> yeah. Who's gonna yeah. introduce oh, yeah
1: let's redo the intro no, <laughs> no 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 play it back <laughs> play the ju- tape th- back
0: that was a jump ball <laughs> exactly
1: <dude>. fuck <laughs>
0: i'm throwing the bucket of chum into the pool seeing <laughs> who eats it up first
2: Have you guys ever met a girl before?
0: (laughs) No, it's it's a pleasure to meet one. (laughs) (laughs) It is pretty strange to be in the same house as one. Um, So let's just get that out of the way. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Our double feature this week.
3: (laughs) That was so loud. Some hype. Just adding some hype to the (laughs) podcast. As we said. (laughs) High energy.
0: I think this is the party (laughs) episode. (laughs) (laughs) Our double feature this week. Claire's Knee, the 1970 film by Eric Rohmer, and Basic Instinct, the 1992 film by Paul Verhoeven. Now, I who who picked these movies? I actually am um, not sure.
4: Well, it was me. Oh. I'm the secret. <laughs> <laughs> I like my Machiavellian scheme from behind closed doors. Um, I knew Claire was coming, obviously. And so I was like, fuck, we have to record a podcast this week. I was like, fuck, I was like, Claire should just come on this podcast. Um, and I was like, do you want to pick uh, movies uh, to be on the podcast? And she was like, no, I think a strong, authoritative man should take that position and decide what movies to watch. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> now,
0: let's say, let's hear her side let's of the story. Let's hear my
2: side of the story. Um... That's about right, (laughs) but but I approved because these movies are sexy, um, and this is the sexy episode. All right. True.
0: If you're playing this on your podcast app, you see the title, The Sexy Episode? Turn off the lights right now. Play this after dark.
4: (laughs) But yeah, it was like, I mean, I had just, uh, Claire just watched uh, Basic Instinct uh, and loved it, and uh, we both love Verhoeven and i was like okay what's a good pair for that and i was originally thinking uh romare's uh my night at mods because i wanted to see that but i was like claire's coming on there's a moral tale (laughs) that has her freaking name in it and uh, rob looks like the damn guy in the movie let's bring him into the mix That,
0: that is something we should get out of the way right away this man more than any actor like in a role any character in a movie i've ever seen looks like my friend Rob. I've never seen anyone in a movie look more like one of my friends. I, I it's know. insane. It's, mm-hmm. it's,
1: I get weirded out when people call me, like, say, you look like... I get Belushi a lot, which... It's not offensive but it's like I, I don't look like John Belushi. Yeah. I, I don't I don't see John. that one. I've accepted the idea that I look like Al Pacino but I don't really I I've made people think that. You've made that exist. But yeah. this one is one of when the first time someone told me I look like Jerome from Claire's Knee I was like, "Oh fuck." Someone I, once I, told I me. Do. Dead fucking <laughs> ringers. What would you get?
3: Someone once told me once I look like Mike from Mike and Molly. <laughs> <laughs> And they meant it as a compliment too, so I was just like, oh, f- "Thank you." <laughs>
0: oh boy, uh- <laughs> Rob, had you seen these films before? I have not. And neither I, of I, them? Neither.
1: Ooh. yeah.
0: Well, we're gonna start with Claire's Knee, the A movie, the art house movie. Um, it had been a few years since I had seen this one. It is the Eric, yeah, er, it is Eric Rohmer's fifth moral tale in his series. And I gotta say, it's one of the stronger ones. I love this movie so much, um, Malcolm. Had you seen this one? Yeah, I saw it a while
3: back. Saw it at a uh, family. Rest in peace to I that. Saw, so.
0: Wait, were we at the same screening I think of that? So, uh, I another predestined him. extended clip screening.
3: I was there with Kevin too. Shout out to Kevin. But um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I do don't think it? we know Kevin. <laughs> you met Kevin before. Let's uh, call him. Up. Let's call oh, boy. him up. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Kevin. He can share my mic well he's not here i saw it with a couple years ago but (laughs) um but yeah he's
1: not dead is he no okay
3: at least i hope not but um, cool cool but yeah i like i like this movie a lot too
0: uh rob what do you think about it (laughs) this is how the podcast usually goes we kind of go one person to the next in the order that we're sitting on the couch did you like it did you like it
1: (laughs) i i liked it a lot it uh Everyone in it is a moral buffoon, which <laughs> makes sense because it is a moral tale. But one of my favorite things... Well, are you going to do an intro or should I start?
0: You could say what you like about it. I think a lot of people have seen this movie that are listening to this podcast. But I'll, I'll say what the general, what it's about in a second. But go, go ahead, what you were going to say.
1: I, I just like that uh, Jerome keeps like operating like he, no i'm doing this for the the bit i'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing this for you the character is not ender but if, but if he was i mean she'd have a fucking sexy ass knee which this one happens to do Hot so knee. like maybe the character goes for this one well, I, I, i'm not saying i want to do it but the character i just that is very funny to me yeah <laughs> you basically just describe the movie basically well yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> essentially that
0: uh jerome is a diplomat now what is a diplomat <laughs> I, I don't know what that is <laughs> it's like it's
1: when you
3: go to other countries and you say hello to the people there i think makes sense you guys got any opinions on that the uh, word yeah diplomat? well what
1: is clear i want i want Claire's take
2: uh well it's a movie with my name in the title. No, so I'm, I'm asking like, you what a diplomat is. Uh, <laughs> wait, I, wait, I just want to know her thoughts uh, on the film. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, try, I'm just noticing
1: JT's necklace. Uh,
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: sorry, sorry. Audio medium. The What's the necklace? Uh, it was. I I the necklace that JT is wearing was a gift from me, and it's a pendant of a penis. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and did, if you pull it, does it get hard? That's sick. Oh, shit. That's sick. (laughs) That's so odd. I didn't notice that at all at first. See, this is why
0: you need to pay $50 a month for the video feed, so you can (laughs) see these great bits. It is the sexy episode. It is the sexy
2: episode. (laughs) What did I say? Um, So am I supposed to talk about what a diplomat is or the movie? Okay. um, I like the movie because it's profoundly funny, but it's also... Profoundly gross Mm -hmm. Um, But also you know Everyone's wearing a good sweater Um, You know everyone's having a fun Sexy time even though everyone Is also a pedophile Um, (laughs) um,
0: Look the French have a different way Of looking (laughs) at (laughs) things
3: I respect laws in every country
0: I just think it's the best summer ever
2: okay so i rise above what happens on this podcast but hopefully but i do but i do like the film uh, so the major
0: players here i got distracted by the meaning the you know what is a diplomat such a big question that i don't think we can tackle on this podcast uh, not gonna get an
3: answer to that
0: uh but jerome is the diplomat uh aurora is the author and uh, the two stepsisters are the 15 year old girls Laura and Claire. Their mother is Madame Walter, who is not in the movie as much as you would think. Uh, and then you also have the two girls' uh, little boyfriends, Giel, Gilles. And, yeah, uh, Gile's, Yeah. Giles <laughs> and uh, Vincent. And so basically, Jerome, uh, he's going to get married in a month. And he's just biding his time. Essentially, <laughs> he needs to. What does he need to do? Like sell a house that he has in that area. Yeah, that's so he's an alibi. So he's taking a vacation there, and uh, he meets up with his former former lover Aurora, who is now his friend, and she is a writer, as I said, and she's kind of uh, writing about a character like him. And he, he's very taken with this 15-year-old girl who is very in love with him. Uh, the The first one being Laura, of course. The titular Claire doesn't come in until about an hour into the movie. But... We basically see him bide his time, resist temptation, while filling the role of this uh, very lecherous man—a a Woody Allen type, if you will uh very Jesus. just like into that type of body and age. Uh, well, I mean, he says he says it very just. It, there's a scene where he says, "Like, if I were to order a woman, I would give." Uh, them Claire's measurements and then uh, the adult in the room Aurora is like well you know you know her body's gonna change over time a little (laughs) bit (laughs) no there's a lot of
3: funny stuff like that like them being like well when they grow up they're gonna be like completely different he's like yeah yeah, they are. (laughs) that's right man that's right and and what I love about like kind of the plot structure of this movie is that like with he kind of like pursues Laura and then that fizzle out fizzles out then he really doesn't have much to do for like the rest of the movie kind of just like Slinks around and just like looks at them. You know what I mean? That that was
1: (laughs) one of my favorite my favorite things about this movie. This is like this old dude just hanging around with these kids on vacation and he doesn't have anything to do. And he's like, boy, he's just like, So what are you kids up to? Like, oh you're playing the volleyball. That's cool. It's like fucking leave, old man. (laughs) What are you doing?
0: Fourteenth of July celebration where they're all dancing and it starts with like him uh I, I believe Dancing with Laura Yeah he's dancing with Laura And Claire's dancing with her boyfriend And it's mainly kids in the frame And you're just like why is this Like there's children Like 10 year olds in the frame as well And it's just so gross to think about But then when you cut to the reverse It's like the other adults from the film are also there You know Aurora is there Just kind of looking on And it's just
1: so strange I, I literally texted Claire as I was watching I was like the French are insane He's just like <laughs> yeah Like uh, the mother is like, yeah, my daughter's in love with you, but uh, take her on a hike. What's, what, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> and, then,
3: and then he's like, he's like, I don't know if I'll be able to control myself.
1: <laughs> and then she's like, I'm more worried about what she'll do. Yeah. It's like, you should worry about a lot of things, lady. <laughs> like, Jesus. I love after he comes back uh, from the hike with
0: Laura, and he talks about it. He completely lies about the situation, of course, because like he tried to make out with Laura, and like she like pushed him off. And he he talks about it like you know when I uh, for telling Aurora for her purposes of writing this story, he's like you know when I hissed her, I really had to force myself to do it. I was just not into it at all. <laughs> it's it's very funny how just manipulative and uh, I don't really know what the right word is, other than French. Uh, yeah. That Jerome is in every single scene. Like, if you're tracking each scene in terms of what one character might want out of the scene, or you know, the classic like dramatic structure and stuff like that, you're only gonna come away with just like lecherous, pedophilic, grossness. <laughs> but it's so funny and shot so beautifully that I don't know. It's just uh, it's a great time. Anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> Something,
2: no. someone says, like, um, I think it must be Jerome. It's like, Bastille Day's really something, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about that since I watched it. Like, sure is, pal. <laughs>
3: I love the way, like, Jerome talks because, like, he'll just say, like one thing and then the opposite, like in the same sentence. He's yeah, just like exactly. looks don't really matter up to me eh, to a certain extent, of yeah. course. I mean, we don't. We There's don't a level to of ridiculous. acceptability. <laughs> well, no, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, the the comment uh, Eddie referenced earlier about him saying, you know, if if uh, I, I could pick a, a woman to have a uh, certain measurements, who would be Claire's. Earlier in the movie, he's like, well, you know, if I could. Uh, pick a woman
2: like if i could pick her measurements
1: but who would want to do that like i i I don't want that no one wants that
2: yeah claire's measurements as in me he breaks the fourth wall (laughs) that's
1: when you close the laptop take the power drill someone's watching you I mean I like you see like the
4: deranged thought process of like a 15 year old girl being like I'm not happy when I'm in love and then just a grown man basically go through the same thing like he's like talking about like how like I mean obviously he clearly doesn't love like his fiance like or else he wouldn't be doing this but like talking about like well we just keep breaking up and getting back together like it makes sense like it's not just just a marriage of convenience.
1: This is yeah, was- the most French shit of all time. <laughs> like I wonder if, if Romer even thought it was weird. Like I thought he, I feel like he was like, Yeah, this is just a love story. Uh, yeah. Like this, is what? Just, this is what happens. He definitely thinks it's pathetic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know about Whoa, that. No, I'm. I'm, 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 I'm di- of course, uh, <laughs> yes. I'm just saying the he's Romer French, would like to speak and to therefore <laughs> culpable. Yeah, yeah. all he's of the French, French are pedophiles. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, we talked about the aviator's
0: wife on this podcast like last year, and that's one where it's just like you're hanging out with a 15 year old girl for your afternoon, and it's just like I don't know. It's it's always a critique of those characters. It's always really funny. It's always incredibly stylistically interesting, and uh, yeah, it's he makes. But Romer's
4: always filming. 15-year-old girls as yeah. well. Like yeah. He's no. culpable
0: to let's a certain extent. Let's talk about it. There's only a few movies where that's the case. Let's talk about yeah.
1: it. Come on.
3: Come I think on. we've what talked we, about both of his pedophile also, movies on the podcast. Can't, wait, to be
1: really quick, the, uh, the actress who plays Laura... 18 when the movie was made. You looked it up. I, I, it up. <laughs> I, I did look it up. No, no, no,
3: no. You looked I, it up. No, what? no. Wait, 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 Rob. Wait, 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 wait. I looked it up wait, before. Wait. No, I'm not looking wait. wait, 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 wait Just wait.
2: remember, her body will change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Rob, I, wait. Why did you look it up?
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate. It. No, I looked it up because before the age reveal happened that she was 16, not 15. I was like. How the fuck old is this girl that he's like he's like talking about love and all this stuff like what what the fuck is going on so I looked it up I was like okay, okay it's fine <laughs>
3: Like, You're rounding up the pedophiles.
1: A, <laughs> I was doing the detective work. You're like the horny detective Listen. from Facebook. <laughs> <Against laughs> no, no, no. I'm a faithful guy. I was like, okay, maybe she's 18 and it's, it's weird, faithful but guy. it's like, okay. I was like, I hope she's not 15. And then I saw she was 18. I was like, it's bad. It's bad, but it's like okay. Could be worse. And then then she talked about being twelve. And then he was like, "And four years later, look at you now." And I was like, "Okay, pedophile." So but, uh, Rob yeah. is safe by technicality. <laughs> uh, which is always the case. Technically which safe. Which is always the case. You will never get me. I am uncancelable. <laughs> he's rounding third. I, he's round coming three. home. Big collision with the catcher, <laughs> and he's safe. <laughs> Woo!
3: So, you're just doing research for the movie. It's good for the podcast. You know what
0: I mean? I didn't do much research this week. Thanks. Yeah. No, it's good. 1952. I rise (laughs) above what happens on this podcast. There might be some big news breaking out on this podcast. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, should we talk about the knee? (laughs) I mean, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of uh, the journey of the second half of the movie after uh, the. Uh, Laura plot kind of fizzles out you know he's very taken with Claire as we said earlier the measurements are perfect (laughs) and uh, (laughs) so he sees her like picking fruit with her boyfriend and just kind of stares at her knee and it's so funny because the movie's called Claire's Knee you're kind of waiting for it the whole time the name Claire is only said like 40 minutes in you see a picture of her and then she pops up another 20 minutes later and then you just get that great reverse shot from a shot of Jerome to just the knee just like the knee sitting there and it's so funny to me i don't know i i don't know i Jer- think it's funny
3: i mean like i like the way like romer will sometimes like when jerome's in conversation with people just kind of like hold the camera on him and like you get to see all like his reactions to mm-hmm. everything that's being said and i feel like that really helps with like the comedic cuts cuz you're with him so long you're in his like individual pervert mindset and then once you kind of get what he's, you know, lusting after, it's just like, I don't know. It's just I'm, the, I'm the
1: problem. He was with the guy Guys, in his pervert mindset. Nah, I'm nah, watching you tried, as an observer. Trying, you've, been feel- <laughs> you've been sitting here trying to get me.
3: You've been sitting because yeah. I uncovered something real.
0: <laughs> 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 Sorry. It's so, okay. It's okay. <laughs> how does he go about yeah. getting that
4: knee? Uh, well, he, <laughs> he bullies her into crying.
0: <laughs> he like takes a trip into town sees her boyfriend with some other girl uh you know the the story that she gives that they're friends or that he gives that they're friends and she was like telling uh about like what's going on in her life or whatever totally plausible too which is funny he could just be a lecherous french dude who's also cheating on her totally but uh yeah it's a great scene in the rain they're just like in this little tent kind of thing and uh yeah, he Jerome just bullies her into crying to the point where she feels okay with him touching her knee, and uh, that's love, baby. <laughs> he was he was trying to give her a success mindset, you know
3: what I mean? Because she, she was saying, "Dump that loser boyfriend," you know what I mean? Pull, you know?
1: Pulling up the Instagram. <laughs> the- yeah.
3: You know, this is the only way you kind of you can achieve your goals in life.
1: Male soul, baby. <laughs> <laughs> male soul. We gotta make a male soul with Jerome. Just. Like- <laughs> Him in the boat, just like, listen, heartbreaks, they come and go. (laughs) But money and boats, like, just, (laughs) and books. I think we could pay, like, 35 bucks to make that
0: happen. For real. (laughs) Sorry, Claire looked pensive, like she was going to say something and then didn't.
2: Well, I had a joke and I forgot it. Oh, sorry. um, (laughs) um, I would appreciate if everyone here started calling me Claire in a French accent.
1: Okay. What does that K- sound K- like? Yeah, give me a lesson, because I'm not do- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: there.
0: sound exasperated. That sounded like Seinfeld. Like, <laughs> Claire!
2: <laughs> that's how they're always calling her in the movie. Speaking
0: of Seinfeld, this guy in Jerry Seinfeld has something in common. <laughs> oh. Jerome? Oh. Segway. We're on to something. <laughs> I don't think it goes any deeper than that. But <laughs> Claire! <laughs> Look up ethnicity that? of Jerome. Claire. Claire! I, I
1: can't, do, a fr- I can't Claire. do French. It just turns into something else. Claire. Um, all right I I, 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 the, the only, the, the, only the, <laughs> the only uh no not the only but i i did badly in french in school oh so. me
0: too i took french in high school let's talk about that my no. college
2: french teacher was mean to me i'll tell you right now yeah. i'll put it on air <laughs> he bullied me so, did he
4: make you did he make you cry
2: Yes, he did. (laughs) But he didn't touch my knee.
0: I give it up for that professor.
2: One of the good ones. Resisting temptation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I think we should just about wrap up our Claire's knee discussion. Uh, The film ends uh, with just everything fizzling out for him, basically. (laughs) And uh, we see Claire go back with her boyfriend. They're like squabbling, but they'll be fine. And he leaves and we get a great, really long take of uh, when... Uh, when Jerome drives away on his boat you just get Aurora waving for like a minute and a half straight it seems like Uh, but yeah it's a a really good ending to a fantastic film I I, I give it four bullets what about who wants to take it next
4: Uh, I'll take it next I'm gonna go four bullets as well (laughs) someone go up and get it I'll grab that knee next uh, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> four bullets, uh, two in each knee. Um, <laughs> okay, she'll live. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's classic Ricky Romeo. I love all the, uh, all the moral tales. Um, I don't know. His style is just great. Like, I love how generally, like, restrained the camera is, but then, like, at specific moments, like, um... I don't know. I love that scene where he bullies her into crying and there's just like, it, it's just perfect. There's rain happening. He does these just little push-ins. Yeah. Um, the I, the
0: very slow zoom-ins and push-ins toward the end of scenes are so incredible.
4: Yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know, it's beautiful, really funny, and a great time.
0: <laughs> Who's going to, I don't want to say it again. I'll Who's do next? it.
3: <laughs> I'll do it. Four and a half bullets, great movie. I mean, yeah, like just texturally, like just like because like of course you have like the wallpaper and everyone's clothing and stuff like that but just like kind of the nature too is like kind of the other second level of just like textures within the movie that just look so like i don't know well constructed a lot of like detail paid attention to that and i feel like this is one of the funnier uh moral tales that i can remember at least and uh yeah Rob, one of you guys. Is it Claire, funnier, Claire. though,
0: than the amulet scene in Love no. in the Afternoon? Because well, that's, that's the funniest thing ever. Because that's just straight
3: up like, that's like, that's like uh, you could put that in a Will Ferrell movie, <laughs> and that would still work, you know what I mean? So. Absolutely.
0: I mean, we saw Chris Rock recreate the scene, and it, I mean, not exactly, but... Uh,
3: he, w- he wasn't willing to go where Romer went.
0: That's true. That's true. Claire?
2: Um... I'll give it next, I'll give it I'll give it a four um I mean, I do I think it's funny, and like you said, there's the wallpaper and it's very pretty, but it's a very performancey movie. I like the little movements, I like that it stays on him and lets you like live with him and uh live through his deranged behavior uh yeah, I really like it
1: me, okay, no. Uh, no, 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 no right we're again. done. <laughs> uh, now okay. The star of the film. Um, uh, yeah.
2: Feminism doesn't allow you to speak anymore. Ooh, okay.
1: <laughs> well, first of all, <laughs> can I just say t- about this feminism <laughs> shit? Well, no, no, no. You're done with it. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, to be clear, Cloud loves women. Let's be clear. I, I do. I do. I, I'm you an. You do.
2: Alan. How so? <laughs>
0: very careful to describe it. Yeah, this is not one of those Why are you making me programs. an enemies?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Why?
1: laughs> anyway, first of all, four bullets, great movie. Um the the scene where he makes her cry after after he makes her cry and he's talking to Aurora, who, by the way, is the key smoke show of the film. I, I don't get. I don't. No, go no. I, God. I'm just saying. I'm like, saying Aurora's hot. Aurora, I think the oldest in, woman
3: in the movie is the <laughs> <hot.
1: laughs> It's true. The one older than I don't Aurora, personally. He's, he's running after the children. I, I liked Aurora. Aurora's you know, my girl, she's a writer. She, uh, I didn't like that she's letting it all happen. I didn't like that she was just like you wouldn't have played along with her charade. He likes I would because
2: she's a writer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I oh, like I, no, no 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 no. He loves no no. I love her because <laughs> she's hot. The writer is a is an aftertaste. <laughs> aftertaste. <laughs> okay. All right. Just
0: a little taste. Woo! We'll be uh, right back on extended clip. Four bullets. And we're back on Extended Clip. It's Malcolm in the Middle. Life is unfair. Malcolm, what did you watch this week?
3: Well, I had to bring it back to the soil. You know what <laughs> I mean? And, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of professions out there that are hard. And uh, there non- none are harder than the farmer, I think. One of those I appreciate the most. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of things out there that need to get done. So God made a farmer. And so I watched... Uh, the Lawless, directed by Joseph Losi starring Gregory Peck, and it's about like this uh, this guy who works. I for I thought
1: the- you meant Lawless, the Shia LaBeouf movie.
3: <laughs> nah, nah, I didn't. We know. don't play like that on this show. Nah, man. <laughs> uh, Do not play that shit. But yeah, this this is about like um, like Mexican field you know uh, field workers getting like unfairly unfairly targeted by like police, and Gregory Peck is like a reporter that's trying to stop it and it's it's pretty good for the most part i mean you know you want watching these old movies like oh, i wish these politics were more radical but it is like <laughs> this is a 1950s movie you know made for like a, a white audience so it's like you know centered around peck and his struggle trying to get the msm yeah to you know <laughs> give these guys a break and uh, <laughs> and uh Ultimately, like, he gets control over the newspaper. I'd, see, that's it, like, ends with him. He's like, I published the article that's going to change everything. But there's, there's like, I don't know. There's some good sequences. Like, it kind of takes place in Northern California. Kind of, like, the same uh, areas, like, Basic Instinct or whatever. So, there's a lot of, like, there's a few good car chases through, the, like, those hills or whatever. It was pretty good. Nice. Uh, JT, you want to go next? Yeah,
4: why not? I... Uh After being high off of basic instinct, I just had to do another Verhoeven, and I did the fourth man. Mm -hmm. And I've started this like three times and like fallen asleep like within the first 15 minutes. Not because of the movie, just because I'm I'm a little sleepy when I watch a movie at night sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is (laughs) um, Verhoeven's uh, last movie before Black Book um, in like the Netherlands um, before he uh, he went to the States and this is like I feel like one of his more like straight up like Hitchcock riffs and it's about like an alcoholic uh writer who is just like um constantly like off in his mind like fantasizing like about like different things happening like he's on a train and he thinks about like uh Uh, like killing this lady's baby just like pissed off like thinks about strangling his roommate he's in a bad he's in a bad way bad state of mind Um, and so he's going to a reading uh, and he meets this dame there who's like obsessed with him and like loves him and then while he's like he like winds up like staying at her place and then uh, he's like looking through her shit um, as one does Um, And he finds uh, notes from another lover that she has. And then he's like, oh, my God, I really want to suck this guy off. (laughs) And he like it's like it's really funny because it's like I I was surprised. I mean, I knew he was like a bisexual like character at Mm -hmm. the beginning of the movie. But he like sees this. He reads these like erotic letters and then he sees the guy's picture and he like holds it like close to his face. And he's like, oh, my God, I want you so badly. Um, And he finds out that the woman he's seeing has three dead husbands. And it's like, that's pretty suspicious. Like, what's what's going on here? And then he is trying to figure out either him or the guy that he like has fallen in love with just basically through a picture. Um, uh, Like, one of them is gonna be the fourth man, the fourth husband, and is gonna get killed. Uh, and so he doesn't want that to happen to himself or uh this new man that he like uh starts to pursue. And it's really good. Um I don't know, does some neat like perverse fucked up shit, really violent, uh horny. There's a scene where uh the writer is like envisioning um the the his male lover on like the cross as like Jesus and is like going to like suck off Jesus on the cross it's uh, i don't know really good really <laughs> oh. fucked up and pretty intense and uh i don't know another great verhoven
0: nice you see how epic people were acting about him on Twitter this week? Kind of annoying. Calm I mean down, like guys.
4: I I like him. He's a good he's
0: a good fella. I'm no,
1: excited I, for I the love new him. movie. I, I, love I him was going to say from JT's description of of looking at this guy's letters and wanting to suck him off. It's kind of like how when I first saw JT's Twitter account, That's kind of how I was like I I don't know this guy, but uh seems like good people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The way he writes yeah. really turns me away. <laughs> a lot, of good, right. a lot J- of good
2: posts. Rob and JT are the ones sharing a microphone right
1: now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot more than just a microphone. Huh? <laughs> All right. Uh, Claire, you want to go next?
2: Yeah. Something I watched recently that I quite enjoyed <laughs> was a movie I've seen once before on this very podcast. Wow. Um, back in the day. Full oh, G whiz. Couple years ago now, um, I was on this esteemed program to talk about Girlfriends, the Claudia Whale movie. Um, And I am in Los Angeles, the great city of angels. Um, So I went to go see it at the new Beverly cinema and it was quite pleasant. I do like that movie quite a bit. Um, and, but I think your listeners should go back and listen to the other episode that I'm on, wow. um, to hear what I have to say about it.
0: Wow. That is a powerful endorsement of our podcast and girlfriends, which is a great film.
1: Oh yeah. It's episode 15 titled. <laughs> this just, is a Fraser." podcast. Just listen podcast to every episode reason. of extended clip ever. That's You'll true. You'll find me there too. That's true. Other people. Too. Eh. It's a great podcast. Mostly Give it a the listen. three of us. <laughs> yeah, you're going to hear a if lot you, of the
3: three of us. Yeah, if you're, in, if you're into that, you might want to come well, to if you're coming Okay, Rob, yeah, yeah. Declare, Let's find the specific
1: you know. episodes. Uh,
0: there are certain guests that people really like, and, uh, you know, certain people on this podcast that they're not as fond of, and I think it's mainly us three. True. <laughs> but hey, we love our guests. Anyway. I watched a movie this week. What was it? Uh, I watched a movie called Jesse Stone, Stone Cold. This is a TV movie uh, starring one Tom Selleck. And it is you know part of a series of novels that were adapted into a series of made-for-TV movies on CBS. Uh, this one premiered in 2005. And it is... Incredibly stupid and very silly, and I'm not really sure why I watched it. But there are a couple of notable things. You know, it's like it's kind of like a police procedural thing, stretched out over nine feature films rather than like a series. Uh, this character, Jesse Stone, uh, you know, other movies such as Jesse Stone, Death in Paradise, Jesse Stone, Thin Ice, Jesse Stone, No Remorse, you get the picture. Um, Yeah, it looks like mid-2000s TV, which isn't a terrible thing. It's pretty nice to kind of have that feeling once again. And uh, at one point, Tom Selleck's girlfriend says, you know how erotic I get when I eat Chinese. And I think that's kind of the standout (laughs) moment of the movie.
1: (laughs) Rob, you see anything? um well so i've been doing a lot of rewatches lately but the the one i want to talk about is from two weeks ago is that cool oh absolutely i okay. i recently <laughs> no yeah. we'll let it slide we'll <laughs> let it slide um i rewatched uh terminator one and two Oof. and two specifically fucking rules yeah i had not seen either since either eighth grade or early high school
4: the first one that was like the a formative jack-off uh, movie for me yeah. i rewound that vhs tape for yeah. that like scene uh, yeah so that much. one
1: that one i missed that <laughs> one
0: claire visibly regretting her choices <laughs> <laughs> jt no, has a whole list of movies no like,
1: I, oh. I i'm that <laughs> one missed me like in the early childhood days when it should have it was late and like, it's ter- not even that good but no I mean, terminator, one, terminator is, one is fine <laughs> But oh, it's term, a great movie. It's, the sex scene good. is not that good. Okay. Yeah, no, well, that's well, wait, what we, I meant. You yeah. we weren't talking about the sex. I I, I, I was talking see, about the sex.
0: After the whole oh, damn oh, wait,
4: movie, you <laughs> were talking yeah.
1: about actually, I thought you meant like in terms of like film, bro, up. Okay. No, no, see?
4: I mean literally see? jerking. Have we talked about see jerking it. It. off see? on I'm this I'm the
1: pervert. We do not. I'm the pervert. We don't fuck around about JT gets away with murder. What age is Sarah Connor in that movie? I don't know, JT. You're more don't know JT. Rugrats or something. <laughs> I was. You're like, okay. you watched it. <laughs> all right. All right. Anyway, all Terminator up, bro, all 2. all up. Okay. <laughs> it's a coming of age show. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Can't see anything here. So what do you think PC about the Terminator? PC culture. <laughs> no, Terminator 2 rules. Car chase is amazing. Yes. I watched uh, that 35 millimeter scan that was being sent around the, mm. the old Twitter sphere. And it was awesome. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I was just coming off hot from my Avatar rewatch that broke Twitter, <laughs> and got oh, yeah. got me attacked. Uh, and I was like, all right, I'll just keep the Cameron train rolling, and watch Terminator Two. And I was like, all right, all right, James Cameron. Did
2: you come off hot to Avatar? (laughs) (laughs) I liked Avatar. I mean it's a hot movie. (laughs) I I did not
1: like your buddy JT over there. (laughs) You jerking off to the tails. I was like i was in sixth grade. (laughs) Don't even ask what Malcolm is beating to. to.
3: (laughs) Don't even ask. You couldn't even come up with anything. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Avatar's a hot movie. Yeah. You could easily put that in this double feature, for sure. Your hair's
1: pretty long. You could get a tail. You can get a ponytail. Right. Is that how tails work? Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 they fuck with the out. ponytails oh, in yeah. Avatar. See, I didn't you, even you, really remember. Malcolm just sees cinema, baby. He didn't see He's just movies. We'll be right back on extended. <laughs> Did you
0: kill Mr. Boz, Mr. Mel?
5: I'd have to be pretty stupid to write a book about killing and then kill somebody the way I described it in my book be announcing myself as the killer. I'm not stupid.
0: And we're back on extended clip. Uh the next movie, the second feature of our double feature is Basic Instinct, the 1992 film by Paul Verhoeven. Uh this movie, what well, I mean, come on. It's Sexy. It's <laughs> that's, I don't know.
3: <laughs> sell that. Sell the sexiness of it, Eddie. What? Yeah. What? Do you, what? Really turned it on for you specifically about this movie?
0: Probably like the criminal procedural element. You know, that's, I, true. that's what I get. That off does to get Eddie crime going. Crime cinema. Um. So you know, Michael Douglas plays Nick. He is this homicide detective. Who wants to solve a murder which was perfectly described in a pulpy novel written by an author sharon stone uh catherine and so she leads him down this rabbit hole of deception and lust as the movie gets more and more twisted and uh yeah it parses down to like the pure elements of uh film noir kind of it's like just the depraved sensibilities the indulgences in every vice you can throw at them and a lot of hot ladies um yeah i mean you you remember dorothy malone in the big sleep pretty hot she's in this as an old lady (coughs) paul verhoeven knew what he was doing that's all i'm saying oh shit
1: (laughs) Yeah, see, Rob <laughs> knows what I'm talking yeah. about. I didn't realize I was Dorothy. Long. Yeah, that was the Wild. hot bookstore lady. Fuck.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, she's been in plenty of other great films, but you know, she's hotter now.
1: She's hotter now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob, just, just overcompensating just little yeah. <laughs> No, I'm. I'm or, yeah, trying to say yeah. I'm reversing yeah. it. Yeah,
3: this is the '90s yeah. erotic thriller for sure. I would have to say, like, because first you have Michael Douglas, and he's in like. He did an erotic thriller a year, probably. He's in like fucking five to ten of those. And weren't
0: uh, you gonna do an erotic thrillers podcast yeah, when you were like
3: fifteen? That, that was my podcasting. <laughs> that was my podcasting origins. I wanted to start an erotic thriller podcast when I was like fifteen or sixteen. You know, <laughs> exactly. I, I kind of made it, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it all came to good use, you know, watching Jade by William Friedkin, you know, it really, really boosted my knowledge. But, uh, plus you also have like, kind of like that noir element that's in a lot of erotic thrillers that don't even take like a noir homage is kind of like the main character just being paranoid as fuck the entire time. Mm-hmm. Just like always looking around everywhere. And, you know, you got the nice apartments, you know, luxury living, you're really firing on all fronts here when it comes to erotic thrillers.
4: Yeah, I love, like, it's just extremely sleazy yeah. at all, like, at every turn. And it just, like, amps it up just, like, so much, I don't know, uh, convoluted plot mechanics. It's, a uh, don't know, it's such a great ride.
0: Yeah, to introduce a few more of the players, uh, you have Gus, who is his partner. Uh, you also have Beth. Gene uh, Triplehorn plays her. She's, like, the... Uh, internal affairs psychiatrist who is dealing with Michael Douglas because he recently shot two tourists or something like that, and uh, has has a uh, bit of a reputation for shooting and killing civilians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and
4: she's also fucking Michael Douglas, of
0: course. Yeah, and uh, apparently, you know, when this movie starts, it had been a little while. It was more of an off, on again, off again thing. He says. Uh, When trying to get back with her early on, he says that he has calluses on his hands now, implying that he's jerked himself into oblivion since they've last had sex. (laughs) And so it's just like every single time that Verhoeven and screenwriter Joe Esterhaus, who obviously you have to give credit to for crafting one of the most sleazy movies of all time, anytime you can fit something nasty in there, you just do. Rob, what do you feel about this movie?
1: I want to hear what Claire thinks.
2: I think it's pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, on the break, we were talking about the nudity, which I quite like, um, because like JT said, it's like filthy the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's also earnestly sexy, but also, but Fairhoven doesn't know what sex looks like. I mean, I wouldn't know, <laughs> but um, like, it's just like, Uh, it's not as wild and gross and weird as like showgirls but um it still like doesn't quite click but only for the characters uh but uh sharon stone is full nude which i think is super fun for like uh the star to be um to be like fully nude in the erotic thriller (laughs) um but i hear that Michael Douglas is also nude in the movie, which I didn't catch. Yeah, yeah
0: I mean, me he shows ask for more.
1: No, he hangs dong, but he does. He hangs dong. Hang
2: Rob. I'm just saying. I'm just saying.
1: He's 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 getting ready to 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 give some love in missionary style. How big is it? Well, we only. It's. I
4: mean, it's probably soft, but. We, okay, it's in I'm silhouette. It's it's, <laughs> it's it's
1: in silhouette. Would, we don't know. We don't. It, it could it's be a like kind of like half chub. We don't. We don't get a sense of where he's at. Th- I remember there. this
3: moment in the movie.
1: At all. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you need to work on your movie watching No, you're skills. right. You're right. I, I'll take that okay. critique. See, I, 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 I look at everyone. I look at everything. I see the mise-en-scene. I see the look. I see the cock.
0: You got the cinemascope frame. There's so much ground to cover. You might yeah. not see the dick.
1: It no, but the right uh, but, at the but he, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah, you hang, the, wait, he what does me doesn't. You say. He doesn't. Know. He <laughs> During does, this shot, Claire was like... asking about it on the break and told me to save it for the pod. Okay, <laughs> so I'm saving it for the pod. Beethoven <laughs> does not uh, uh, fixate on, on the dong as much as he does Sharon's uh, Sharon Stone's infamous uh, crotch shot, but when when they're there that's ha- vagina to you yeah <laughs> god i'm just and stepping. it grabs back uh, Yeah. <laughs>
5: <Jesus>. <laughs> hell
4: yeah <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah oh <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> uh, it
1: does grab back
4: is um that supposed to be anyway
1: a anyway uh michael douglas is fully clothed over sharon stone and they're they're about to be in the missionary position And he like pulls down his pants without every, Everything else is on Shoes, fucking shirt And you just see his, his shoes. shoes and shirt? Yeah, <laughs> shoes and shirt And you just see it fall out of his pants He can pants. get service anywhere <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Michael Douglas Of course, it was the 90s You know how much sex like that dude was having I, like I like that Anyway Anyway, it falls out That's of his good. pants, and you see his penis. <laughs> <laughs> what I was gonna say is that in this wide
0: cinemascope frame, it's only takes up like the left quarter of the frame. Say, <laughs> just, <laughs> <kind> of <laughs> like it's like is a lot of. Lot of I'm, nice I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna send
1: the still to the group DM. Maybe that'll be I, the episode artwork. I have. <laughs> yeah, I, I have it. It's, it's like right? a half second I, I in I the movie. It.
2: Did everyone see the penis except for me?
0: I didn't see. I it. didn't see it either. I didn't see it on my first viewing. This was my second view. This was my first, so get your eyes checked, pals. That's, that's the thing about rewatching movies. You're always finding new details. At first, you see
3: like the, the breasts, and you're like, oh, shit, this guy's got his penis out. I never noticed this before. That's so
1: cool. <laughs> so not only a... We...
3: But Rob noticed that on the first try because he's a better movie
0: watcher than me. Yeah. <laughs> so to get back to the movie... I feel like, I mean, I already said like what the basic plot is. So it's really just introducing characters to flesh out what happens in this movie. You have Roxy, which is Catherine's girlfriend, uh, who is also kind of a suspect in this. She is uh, forced somewhat to watch uh, the the men that Sharon Stone has sex with. And uh, so, you know yeah it, it, there was actually some protests against this film, like you know, oh man they're depicting bisexual women as murderers, or did and they get like, it right? Wow <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> something to consider <laughs> something to consider uh, but you also have Wayne Knight as one of the guys working at the police station uh Newman himself, and just him flop sweating like I know that that scene <laughs> of Sharon Stone turning over her leg to reveal her vagina is like the most (laughs) famous scene in the movie. Uh, But I know, I thought I was going to stumble over the word, had to take a breath. Uh, But the (laughs) other (laughs) end (laughs) of (laughs) that (laughs) scene... Wayne Knight just flop sweating, and you get that great close up on Wayne Knight is just one of the funniest things in the movie for sure.
2: I was going to mention Wayne Knight earlier because it's such a hot movie. Um, <laughs>
0: He's the least sexy man in Hollywood. Well,
2: you know, I kind of would like to see him fuck. Have we? <laughs> have we seen that?
0: Well, I in Seinfeld, it's I think implied. his time has passed. Like,
2: why? Because he was. When you're sixty, will your time have been passed?
0: Because <laughs> in Seinfeld, there's a there's an episode where it's implied he fucked one of the very hot girls that J- jerry is dating yeah
2: but i want to see it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well
0: that's what the movies are all about you know the pictures you you don't see on the screen you make them in your head
2: rob do you think you could uh find out what his dong looks like since he's probably don't <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> For you, anything.
3: I think that happens in Basic Instinct too. I think he comes back and Sharon Stone is like, a I'm basic in the, in
4: you. "Have you seen? Bait? Has no. anyone here seen
1: bait? No. no. Uh, He's okay. interviewing Sharon Stone, it. and his
4: cock is
3: out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm prepared this time." <laughs> Also, one of the funniest things is the reversal of that interrogation scene later. When my stealing her bits. Yeah, Michael Douglas is just so far down the rabbit hole. He's like back on the sauce, you know, smoking again, totally infatuated with Sharon Stone. He's getting investigated uh, and he's just like stealing her lines verbatim and
1: just acting just like her in that same room. It's very funny. And, and, and in like I I was shocked by how well this and Claire's knee went together, and True. that was oh, like yeah. one of the like the callbacks to the, obviously callbacks happened in lots of movies, but the particular ways in in which these two movies do it is similar. Also, the whole idea of a a, a, a girl boss gatekeep gaslight queen ruining a man's <laughs> life is, is something that's in both of these films.
2: That's feminism. That's For feminism, yeah. that is, baby.
3: Hey, Jerome. Hey, drum, Jerome's off to his trad lifestyle. He's gonna go marry his <laughs> wife, and
0: <laughs> it's true. No, uh, uh, but also like the the writing aspect is something that comes into play uh, just as much in Basic Instinct as Claire's Knee, where Sharon Stone is now writing a book about a detective, much like Michael Douglas. That's what I was get, yeah, getting.
2: I, I, yeah, getting I yeah, yeah, I don't know how I to that. Yeah, Rob wants to fuck her because yeah. she's a writer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Any writers on Twitter her, out there? <laughs>
2: I think like people talk about, I mean, we're talking about it as the B movie. Right. And like how it might be bad or trashy. Um, And I think that like the heavy handedness with which she's like a femme fatale really makes me laugh in in a similar way that Jerome makes me laugh Mm -hmm. um, because it's so heavy handed. Like uh, when the the psychiatrist is like, she's brilliant, but she's evil. Like (laughs) same, but um, like uh, just the smoking constantly, like the one liners, the calculation is just like, goals much <laughs> <laughs> wait um uh
1: are, where are we at on spoilers on uh, this go ahead say okay. whatever you sure want well the they, these are these are also similar in the sense that they're two movies that kind of tell you what's gonna happen at the beginning of the movie yeah they're like it was like jerome uh i want you to get with this 16 year old he's like i'm not gonna do it i i, I love my uh, fiance it's not gonna happen but if it were to happen, and then you know, yeah, that that <laughs> goes that way, and then this one, it's like, okay, she's the guy, like she's she's killing these people, mm-hmm. and it's like, no, nah, like, <laughs> like like couldn't be, yeah, I I didn't do it, <laughs> I definitely, I'm writing a book about you and about how I'm gonna kill you, but I'm not gonna do it, <laughs> and he's like. Yeah you are (laughs) But you're not And that
0: basically Runs its course For the first hour And 15 or so Until Beth's past Is revealed And that That kind of Obviously complicates Things So like
1: uh, There's a There's an hour Like An hour into the movie Is when you have like The first micro tell That Mm -hmm. like Oh she's She's gonna get Weaved into it Yeah Uh, When She's in the car And it like the camera stays on her for a while and she gives like some sort of a look and you're like, Oh, it could be her. Yeah. But it probably is not her. <laughs> um, and then like, and then it tries to make it further. Like that is her. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh, it, it, it might be her, but it's probably not her. And then it's like, it's her. And you're like, <laughs> Nah no. <laughs> <laughs> and and then the the one moment toward the end where you're like might have been her you're like nah
2: no. <laughs> You're a great movie watcher. <laughs> I am. I am. I see, I, see that that. Was, I
1: see the subtext. I see the
2: cock. Uh, <laughs> my my favorite character in this movie is the friend at work, Gus. Is that his name? Yeah, his uh, partner. Uh, because every single line is just like, the pussy can't be that good. Yeah. <laughs> you, you tell me ma- you fucked her? She you got that her? magna
0: cum laude pussy, got that your brain good. all fried up. <laughs> He beat me to the the line of the movie. <laughs> what a fucking line! And yeah, yeah, I like that him and uh, Michael Douglas' character have this weird cowboy friendship where they yeah. call each other hoss and cowboy. <laughs> <It> <laughs> just rules. like makes no sense, but is awesome. It's just Verhoeven throwing in more just classic genre movie shit to just make it more absurd as it goes.
3: I love all the cops in the movie too, because like they kind of have like almost a similar disposition as Gus, but a little more hostile towards yeah. them. And like every time, like that police station, especially during like the interrogation scene, it's like lit like a fucking sci-fi movie. It's like these like deep blues or whatever, and it's just like it's like it's a little bit more stylistic than you know, you know your average police office would look. And I think it's just kind of playing in with like everything just being so over the top. You know, it really just kind of you know fits in with that.
0: Yeah. Why does why do people have mirrors on the ceiling? That's that's
3: per- some per- per- stuff. It's hot. That was, yeah. it's the, hot.
1: The, the first time yeah. I discovered that whole thing was as a <laughs> as a lad watching usa network's classic show monk is there a, a top mirror sex well, there is there, <laughs> an episode where he get like it's like based on the brady bunch and he meets like one of his favorite childhood stars and she's just like this mess and he goes to her her, her bedroom and she's got a mirror on the bed and he's like uh what's the mirror for he's like this ocd king yeah and uh yeah Anyway, that I was a like, I was like, I was like in the 6th grade and uh, uh, yeah. What do you think uh, it was for at the time? I I was just like, oh, that's a thing.
2: I was going to say my dream bedroom is mirror on the ceiling cuz it's funny to me. <laughs> As but a joke like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like uh uh like a seashell bed, like uh I don't know, the ugliest uh 80s vinyl. The like water bed? Yeah. waterbed
1: situation? That would be yeah. cool. The bed
0: from Body Double, the rotating bed. <laughs> yeah. The rotating no, circle Austin bed. Powers,
2: no, yeah, the Austin, bed
1: from Austin Power. dude. Austin
0: <laughs> I also remember one time I was camping with my dad and my dad's friend and my dad's friend had this like bed uh, that like his little bed that he was gonna sleep on because uh, we were in like an RV, not camping in the outdoors. Uh, come on, uh, it was re- just like not real camping, glamping.
2: Yeah, glamping. Uh, we
3: glamping. We were
0: fucking motorcycle riding. We were riding dirt bikes. Okay? Get a sleeping
3: bag for God's sake,
0: man. You know what? Never mind. You don't get the anecdote. God uh, damn. And we're cutting this too. <laughs> My dad's friend had a funny bed that he probably got at a sex shop. That's all. It was like a it was what like a kind of bed. pink bed that was shaped as a heart, and it was really weird. That maybe. this fifty year old fat dude was sleeping on this. <laughs> maybe he got it from Little. The
1: did you know he was getting more pussy than you'll ever get in your no. entire life? I mean, he has like five kids, so yeah. Uh, maybe he was at the love store
3: instead of the sex store. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, I don't think there's much else to say about Basic Instinct. I know we really talked around this movie more than we usually do. Uh, but I, I think, in terms of Verhoeven's style, it's like just as good as it is in any of his Hollywood movies. Jan DeBont shoots the shit out of this. And it, it's part of that, like, I don't know, Jan DeBont, late 80s, early 90s, this and Die Hard, just a specific aesthetic of American genre movies that is just. So easy to watch. Like every image in this, no matter how sleazy, just kind of goes down easy. And uh, did not uh, ugh, bad phrasing there. Um,
1: when but- I was walking over here, I, I I heard a bunch of guys in their backyard mm-hmm. like doing a freestyle session and really? I was like, I was like, we could do that extended clip freestyle. Sesh, and you're <laughs> you're starting the cipher, baby. So, is this how the episode ends? No, <laughs> we're on be we all freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: But as Rob alluded to the is she uh, ending, uh, sorry, that was a bad impression of you. I uh, it, it is a very twisty ending, like a lot of neo-noirs are, where it's just like uh, an economy of twists almost, where every scene kind of doubles down on its own weirdness and goofiness, and uh, it ends in a very fun place that I will you know what we, we said uh we we said spoilers you know go ahead but we'll let the viewer watch the very last scene for themselves
4: uh, fuck it i like i that the no. just fading to black and then pulling back is just such like verhoeven all the time is insanely over the top yeah. but that move is just another little cock tease he's so good uh <laughs> well, any final thoughts on the movie jt um five bullets uh this is like one of my favorite verhovens uh because it's the ultimate erotic thriller like malcolm said it earlier it like uh defines this genre and it's just like so fucking extreme and over the top and funny and horny uh it's built for me (laughs) where here's a better impression of rob
2: I give it five a fucking because there are so many fucking broads. Wait, wait, there. wait! Can I? Can, can I,
1: You know what's fucked up is JT is way more horny than me. It's like it's like it's insane how much hornier JT is than me. I just <laughs> yeah, but you're I'm not on the show every time. Why, why? Why do you have to bring me into this? I you're didn't attack you. Just, I didn't attack it's you. It's the ultimate erotic thriller, which is <laughs> like is. that's my thing. That's, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sex
3: over here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> In all seriousness, I do give this film uh, five bullets, um, <laughs> and not because of any sex stuff.
3: Wow, respect. That's the most
0: respectable opinion to have. The know. prude, cinephile, Rob. What about you? I give it a two. Wow. <laughs> no,
1: no, no. I, uh, I give, it, I give it a four. Uh, maybe a four and a half on rewatch. We'll, we'll see. But four we'll see. bullets for now. Um, in, <laughs> that's my genuine rating. Uh, I was going to say something but there I don't was know. waiting for the bits. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, come on. They just piled on me. No, I know you, that's why. That's why that's why, that's why I'm I laying need a off brother of you. brother in arms, right That's here. why I'm laying off you. Thank you.
5: <laughs>
3: so yeah, I, I give it uh four bullets.
0: Eddie, what about you? Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the show. <laughs> um emails? Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's a big group. We don't need to do emails that's, with five people here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mean. How about that, Cl- Claire? Why oh, don't you a, ask us a question <laughs> on our podcast? Rob, Rob and Claire both get to ask us a question. That's true. That's what I'm going to make oh, them the do the ultimate right now. <laughs> 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 if you have okay. Good. Ultimate.
3: you live in the ultimate listener fantasy I mean, right big now. Big asking episode. us questions.
0: So Robin, Claire,
1: Please talk into the mic. <laughs> oh wait. I didn't I didn't realize sorry. No, it's okay. I, I figured we're it's not recording. Right.
2: Really, it's it's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, don't beat yourself up about it. It's okay. <laughs> oh.
0: That's I saw that on oh. the corner of my eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we don't a- have anything. Um, what are your questions?
2: Rob, do you have a question? Rob, do you have a question for me? <laughs>
1: Well, let's, actually, let's I, I actually kind of like this format. Yeah, I not don't, I, don't, I don't like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why don't you, you
3: two kind of take over the show for like a minute? All right. Yeah.
2: Rob's mad at me now. I'm
3: yeah. not mad at anyone. I'm full
1: of love. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a <laughs> big. Love for everyone. For me? For everyone.
2: Not for me, though. For no, everyone. for you. Okay. I'm, a, I'm just everyone else, do you?
0: No, you're not. You're just one of everyone I else. You can't win today. It's another one Jesus. of these frauds. <laughs>
2: i know i'm Um, just an e-girl trying to make it work
0: (laughs) (sighs) you guys have anything you want to (laughs) plug
2: um if you could if everyone who listens to this if you're like sending me creepy DMs if you could not do that anymore Are people
1: sending you creepy yeah, DMs? Yeah, sometimes. Wait, but okay, let's so talk let's talk about that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> let's unpack.
1: <laughs> well, somebody's had, had a question. Let's unpack, question. unpack that. Who is uh, who's giving you on times?
0: <laughs> well, right? Oh, come on. <laughs> I've said it many times. This is not a Twitter podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dox somebody. You going to dox You ever doxed someone before? No, but, you know, I got a taste for blood. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Rob? It doesn't matter. Okay. Bye.